We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him uh, Gandalf because like he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met play LP yet. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Uncontested podcast where we cover the nba okc thunder and pop culture it's also a podcast where we theorize on supposed house parties you can find our episodes on apple Podcasts, soundcloud google play and our website the uncontested sports.com i am the thunder mob jacob niffin and today i am joined by the gentleman who suddenly developed chronic back pain last wednesday morning call me arm robin maybe my doctor will prescribe me some weed there's, there's a chance. And the one person on the podcast I can't make Oklahoma weed jokes about because he doesn't live in Oklahoma anymore, Mick Crane. What's up? Do they have ma- medical marijuana in Texas? I actually don't know. Oh, man. You can oh. open carry a f***ing sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the rules are on that. I guess I can look into it and report back to you guys. I think it's funny that in Texas you can open carry a sword and a gun but I saw that they've outlawed these little, like, kind of half-assed brass knuckles that women put on their keychain for, like, I've seen in that. case someone tries to rape them. You can't have a half-assed brass knuckle, but a god katana sword? Bring yeah, it I wonder on, what bro. The, I wonder what the limitations on sword are, like short sword, long sword. Bastard sword. Yeah. Two-handed sword. Yeah. Like, can, you, can I bring out, like, ice from Game of Thrones? <laughs> like literally oh, a sword, know. like a great sword the size of me, and just like strap that bitch on my back. That's a good question, man. I would do Anyways. it. Anyways, uh, it is the eve of NBA free agency. 
We are roughly, I'm not good at math, four and a half hours, five hours away from free agency officially kicking off. There is going to be a lot of interesting things, uh, especially today as news has started to come out and rumors are spreading of certain events happening in Oklahoma City. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about what else the Thunder has going on for you to see besides Paul George. We're going to look around the association a bit and look league-wide at some free agents that are going to be eligible to sign new contracts come midnight tonight. First, let's start off talking a little bit about the Thunder. I'm going to throw it over to Kamiar. All right, guys. So as you know, Paul George is doing a docu-series, which is essentially just a, it, it, it's just a small documentary. Like It's like, for what, like six, seven minutes long, yeah? Yeah, each episode. And yeah, it's, it's very short, you know, small clips. And they're all on ESPN, and episodes one and two have come out, but episode three will not be released until after he's made his decision, which I think is interesting. Um, how do you guys feel about them? We'll go start with Nick. You know, this this documentary series has me feeling optimistic, which is, I'm hoping, not a bad thing because, you know, at the end of the season, whenever we lost in the first round, I kind of had told myself it's okay that PG leaves. I totally can see why he would do that. And, of course, they hype it up, and, you know, now there's a real chance he can stay, and they're doing this documentary series, and he says how much he loves it here and, you know, loves playing with Russell Westbrook. So now, if he does leave, it's just going to rip my heart out. So I, I don't know if I can say I like it, but it is what it is. Nick, do you feel like this PG stuff is really weighing heavy on OKC fans because of what happened to us with the Durant situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like... I don't know what the word for it is, but once it's happened once, you just have that, you know, that post, you know, once it happens once, you're going to fear that happening again, you know, every single year down the road. And right. I don't think if, if we had never had KD and KD never left the way he did, I don't think we'd be as stressed out over it, stressed out over it like we are right now. I agree. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm being so cynical about this process, because like. It's just so difficult after having it happen to you once that you're like, you really don't want this thing to happen to you again. So it's like, you just keep on, like, I'm just keeping playing on. Like, yeah, he is definitely gone. So I won't have my heart ripped out for like the second time in roughly three years. That's kind of, kind of sucks. But yeah, Jacob, it's, like, it's, it's like that girl that gets cheated on and for the rest of her life, she's psycho. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's like what I was afraid say. to that's, get into a relationship, very self-protective. It's yes. kind of, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's it, that's kind of like a just a thing of life, you know, is that whenever you get hurt by something, you you tend to be very weary of that thing moving forward. You know, like like in a relationship or just whatever. You know, if if you do something and it doesn't come out the way you wanted, and you end up like emotionally, psychologically, physically hurt or upset, and you don't want to go through that experience again, so human nature is to put your guard up you know so it, it makes sense and that's that's what's so crazy to sports about me or for me like when you think about it it's really just a group of dudes playing a sport in your city and we're that emotionally attached to them to them perform like if you, if you really look back at sports and and you know 
think about it like compared to life it's such a small thing but it's still something we're so emotionally attached to it's almost just like man how is how is this one guy paul george affecting us and that's all we talk about you know for the last month mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that weighs heavy on our minds and i guess if, if you've been following this team since like what 2008 it's something that weighs heavy on your soul, I guess. So it's just something that you follow day by day and grow to something to like really, really appreciate. And then once some guy says he wants to be on your team for forever and then he ditches you, it kind of just like leaves a wound. So you don't want it to happen to the same guy, a different guy at the same position. So yep. it's just it's just it's just this thing that people are just waiting to see what happens. So yep. Who leaves or who makes their own decision? <laughs> That's a really bad question. Who leaves first? <laughs> who makes their decision first? Paul George or Braun, Jacob? Man, this is a, a difficult question. And I had really been thinking about this throughout the week. But then after reports today, I'm going to go Paul George. I, I had been under the impression for a long time that, you know, LeBron would be the first domino to fall and then everyone would kind of follow after that. Um, but I'm at the point now where I wonder if, if like Paul George wants to just do his own thing and not follow in concert with, with LeBron. So I, I'm going to go Paul George on here. That, that might be kind of a, uh, a bold take or whatever, but I think, I think Paul makes the decision first. With yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think LeBron has any reason to make a decision without seeing how other dominoes fall first. And I know that some of the guys that are going to make their decision are probably trying to see what LeBron's going to do. But, I mean, if you're LeBron James, if Paul George doesn't go there, if Boogie Cousins doesn't go there, if the Kawhi traction doesn't pick up and there's a real chance that they're going to trade for him, I mean, I don't know what his rush would be to go to L.A. quite yet. I mean, why not wait around it? If nothing happens and L.A. doesn't get any big free agents which would be awesome and i would love to rub that into lakers fans um i would rather go to philly on a one-year deal and see how that works out and you know next summer there's going to be another big batch of free agents i don't i don't think lebron should be in a rush at all so i think pg goes first or pg gosh pg makes his decision first you know and but I'm going to say LeBron makes his decision first because I think in Brian Windhorst, who apparently just like lives with Paul uh, with LeBron, he knows like every one of his. They're in the cave together. They're in the decision cave together. Wendy had to come out and say that like, no, it's not an actual (laughs) cave. Like they they just cut the nickname for it, people. But yeah, Windhorst said that Braun kind of already knows what he wants to do and he's going to make his decision really early in July now. I feel like some of us are basing our decision-making uh, hypothesis uh, of Paul George just by the rumors that have been spreading around today and really the last couple days. But I still feel like Braun is going to be the first domino to fall, which will, in case, show where Paul George might be landing because I still feel like there's an inkling of respect and really some fellowship between Paul George and LeBron. But also, I feel like Braun landing first is going to dictate what happens with Kawhi. I think Braun landing anywhere first is going to dictate where ha- what happens to a lot of different teams and free agents. So I feel like Bronny is going to be the first guy to fall. What about yeah, though, you? Good Brian. Brian Windhorse gets criticized a lot for basically like sucking LeBron's d- and like being that guy that's obsessed with him. And I've even given him hell, but like 
I think that'd be such a cool position to have. Like, as much criticism as he gets, who wouldn't want to be like LeBron's biggest follower, like LeBron's homie that gets all the insight on him, you know, talking about one of the greatest players ever played the game. I give him a lot of hell, but I would love to, to be in the same position as him. That'd be really, really cool. I mean, he's the guy when you're like, hey, what's up with LeBron James? Windhorse comes out and says something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. So, speaking of other OKC players coming back, Corey Brewer said he actually wants to be back in OKC next season, whether it's because it's Oklahoma City or more likely because he played really, really well under Billy Donovan when he did come back and actually start. And since Andre Robertson, his coming his comeback date is actually pushed for pushed further back into December, he might be a starting two guard at the beginning of the year if he were to come back. So what do you guys think about Corey Brewer saying he wants to be back in OKC next year? I, I'm cool with it. I think he performed well here. You know, as long as it's back on like a minimum deal, I would be fine with it. You know, essentially his role for this team would end up being uh, a high energy defender and a guy who can get out and transition off the bench. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I think looking back at last season, the Thunder had what I felt was like too many unplayable guys at the end of the bench. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I understand that a lot of teams have like a Kyle Singler as their 15th man, you know, just someone who doesn't play. But I felt like the Thunder's 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th man couldn't play. And so I'm fine with bringing Corey Brewer back, even if he doesn't get a lot of minutes. Um, just to, to add to that wing depth, you know, J- just so he, he's there. Um, and if he wants to come back, I mean, all more the merrier, bring him, bring him on. Yeah, definitely. With with how much potential there is for injury and in the playoffs, you know, some guys are better fits than others. I don't I mean, if you, if you can get him for cheap, why not? I just don't. Unless there's more guys out there that we can get for the same price that are better, which could be a possibility with how little money there is this offseason, I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, I'd rather have him as our 10th, 11th man than you know Kyle Singler or somebody. So, yeah, if you can get him for cheap, why not have him? I completely agree. Wasn't it him that Patrick Patterson was making fun of for having a pink car in the Thunder garage? I do not know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it was on Instagram. I think he was making fun of him for having a pink car or something. But, yeah, I completely agree. Corey Brewer, having him as a wing or a two guard or whatever you want him to do, just as a high-energy guy, somebody that runs the floor, finishes layups, do whatever, you know, Billy Donovan asks, I'm totally down with having him in OKC next season. He and performed it, well. Now, did he perform at, like, peak Corey Brewer? Was that, like, his like was that his potential at this part of his, at this time of his age? Probably because we saw really there was a couple games where he led the team in scoring. Yeah, yeah. But uh, was that Pete Corey Brewer? I think that w- that's Pete Corey Brewer. I don't think you're gonna see anything else special from him. I mean, if he if he makes those corner threes like he was early in OKC, then hell yeah, bring him back. That's yeah. what I that's what I'd like to and see. I think you brought up something really important, Kamiar, in that you said you know does he want to come back because it's Oklahoma City or because it's Billy Donovan? I feel like certain players you can just plug them anywhere and they'll be great. But some players, like, situation and fit and everything, like, matter so much. I think a great example of that is Lance Stevenson up in Indiana. You know, he went to Charlotte, couldn't even crack the rotation. And then now he's in, um, you know, he's back in Indiana, and he's one of their best players. And I feel like, you know, Lakers' Corey Brewer 
was garbage. Like, he couldn't do anything on that team. But he came to a coach that he was comfortable with in a situational winning culture, uh, a, a team that was actually competing that that he could fit into. And I felt like his role and what he was asked to do, he could buy in. And he performed a lot better as a basketball player in Oklahoma City than he did in Los Angeles. And so I think the fit kind of makes sense from both angles. You know, not only the Thunder bringing him back, but out of what Corey Brewer can do this offseason, you know, like the Thunder makes a bit of sense for him because he probably hasn't played that good in the past few years of his career and then came in here and performed really well, even going into the playoffs. So I think it kind of makes sense on both ends. And I think Billy Donovan is a really big reason for that. Yeah, I think that's, I think what we've seen with his last few months at OKC was peak Corey Brewer. But speaking of other Oklahoma city free agents, Jeremy Grant and Ray Felton, Nick, how do you feel about those guys? I love Jeremy. I'd love to have him back. I don't know if we're going to be able to pay him. Mm-hmm. We'll see. As far as Felton goes, I don't love him. Um, that being said, he's still one of our better backup point guards we've had, you know, here in the last few years. True. So if we if we can't get anybody else better than him in free agency, yeah, bring him back. He's been with us. He understands the system. He's not great, but he he did what he needed to do most of the time. He had flashes where he, you know, would make back-to-back threes. He'd make big plays off the bench. So if obviously if there's someone better, we don't try to get them. But I, I would not be upset if he was our backup point guard next year by any means. I think there's going to be some point guards on the market. We can talk about this in just a little bit. But I think there's going to be some point guards on the market that are going to end up having to sign a minimum deal uh, and then try to get back in a 2019 free agency. I do think the Thunder like Raymond Felton. I think they like his veteran leadership. I think they like having a steady, proven guy running that bench unit. But I'm definitely not against the idea of them looking to maybe get younger at that position. Jeremy Grant, I think they'd really, really like to bring Jeremy Grant back. I know a lot of the talk is like how much are they willing to spend for him because if Paul does come back, you're looking at like a massive tax bill. Um, So, you know, at what point? Does the front office and the ownership say that number's too high for Jeremy Grant because they're, I think, essentially paying $3 uh, for every one that they spend in free agency because of their tax bill? Um, And I know there's some teams out there that are interested in Grant, obviously. I mean, he's he's super versatile. He can play basically two through five. You know, he's developing that three-point shot. He's he's become a really good player. So I guess I want to ask you guys out. What price point um, during a Jeremy Grant negotiation, at what price point does the Thunder say, we appreciate what you did, Jeremy, but go take that deal. We'll look somewhere else. I think that depends on the rest of the free agent market. I mean, if he's demanding a whole lot more than, say, Rudy Gay's demanding, at, at what point do we say, you know, we'd rather, especially at that three to one um, price we're paying. Uh, at what point do we say, you know, we'd rather pay ten million dollars less in luxury tax to have a Rudy Gay in, instead of a Jeremy Grant? Yeah, I think that's fair. Now, your question was about what point OKC would leave the table. So, as yes. far as what point OKC would leave the table, I'd say anything really over the. Really, anything over um, the what was it the 
the MLE that's more expensive, like the eight million dollar one. Yeah, I think the MLE this summer is going to be like nine, right around nine million. So I, I think, think it's nine point one. Anything over that, they say no thanks. Um, and quite honestly, I mean, he's worth around that around that money, about eight to ten million dollars, because he's seen a lot of improvement. He's very very switchy on defense. He can switch really two through five if you need him. Uh, but more or less stay around the three and the five. And he's just a really good piece that has developed in OKC system. So you'd love to bring him back. Now, Raymond Felton, remember, he was the second point guard. He was the second option that OKC had when they were finding a backup point guard. Who was the first guy that went to New York? New York he backed out into the Knicks. Oh, Trey Burke. Yeah, Trey Burke was the first point guard to sign with OKC, and then he backed out. So Raymond Felton was a second option. So I wouldn't be surprised for OKC just to go looking around for another option, a point guard or, or a slash, a one-two combo guard. That wouldn't at all surprise me. Now, what makes me think Raymond Felton is coming back, and this is getting into our next point, is that OKC worked out Jeff Withy and Willie Reed, and along with OKC workouts, there was Terrence Ferguson, a couple of the young guys, and then Raymond Felton was there too. So that makes me think Raymond Felton will be coming back because he's still working out with the team. But what do you guys think about Jeff Withy and Willie Reed working out for OKC, especially with Jeremy Grant possibly out the, out the window? I hate Jeff Withy. He's like the ultimate like dude that plays at the white the white guy that plays at the YMCA. I just don't want him <laughs> on our team. Um, but I, I don't read a whole lot into that workout. Like I'm sure the Thunder are going to get tons of free agents to come in here and work out. Um, you know, and I, I think they're probably just just keeping their keep keeping everything available, keeping everything open. You know, they're just going to try everything and and you know get a lot of people in and work them out and then make a decision from there. So I wouldn't read a whole lot into this, except for the fact that um, the the only person in that gym that's played for the Thunder and is currently not going to be under contract in here in about five hours is Raymond, and he was still there playing. So that that signals a little bit to me that they, they might be leaning towards bringing him back. But as far as the Willie Reed, Jeff Withy stuff, like Willie Reed wouldn't be terrible uh, but don't give me Jeff Withy. And I, I don't know if that means that they're looking at moving on from Grant or what. Maybe they want to play Grant at the four off the bench and get like a Willie Reed to play the five. I don't know. But I, I, I don't read a whole awful lot into that besides the fact that Raymond was there. That tells me that, you know, Raymond's still around the facility, still hanging out in OKC, which makes me start to tend to believe that he might be coming back. Yeah, I don't read a whole lot into that based on what we're going to do with Jeremy Grant. Uh, but, I mean, why the hell are we even working out, Jeff, with you? That dude played 39 minutes all year for a terrible Dallas Mavericks team. Like, I just, the fact that we're even working him out makes me cringe. Yep, I do not want that guy at all. So That's just, an, that's another guy that that, you know, if we were to bring him in, he would he would be Kyle Singler's best friend on the end of the bench. Like, wait, what's the point? Like, what's he going to do for our team? <laughs> yep. Is it because they don't play or because they're both random white guys? Yes. I I don't know, <laughs> but you know, I think I think uh, they'll both float after, tank while getting their medical marijuana. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was about to say. This this new medical marijuana in Oklahoma. I think uh, Kyle Singler it wants to be here even more now. 
He's getting paid Damn. five million to sit on the end of a bench on a medical marijuana state. I uh, I had somebody um, that that's very familiar with the Thunder uh, just jokingly messaged me the other day once that passed on Tuesday night and say, the passage of state question 788 is the best free agency news the Thunder has ever gotten. <laughs> I was like, man, J.R. Smith's about to sign a five-year minimum deal to come play in Oklahoma City. All right, so something I just read not that long ago, and this, I know it's a little off topic, but Vegas, we always say Vegas knows Vegas knows where it's at, yeah? Like, follow yeah. the money. They, the the Lakers are five, uh, minus 5,000 favorites to sign LeBron James. In other words, if you're not a gambler, you'd have to bet $5,000 to make $100 for Le- in order uh, if LeBron James went to the Lakers. So if you were betting $5,000 on the Lakers to, for LeBron James going there, you'd get $100 back if he did go there. So it sounds like... Bronny is going to go to Los Angeles, and it's just dependent upon if people follow him. Is what I'm thinking. That's a good point. Yeah. Does it make Does it make you feel any sort of way? Uh, I don't know. How are you, Nick? I uh, I just I don't know. That that's that's a that's an outstanding number for the the odds of LeBron going there. It just yeah. It's that's it's almost a it's almost a lock if they if, exactly. at, that, at those odds I mean it's just ridiculous. So is he just thinking about life after basketball or what's he doing? So that's just something to keep an eye on. Anyways, the uncontested has been releasing free agency articles. Uh, a couple have been published. Once about point guards, another about wings. There's another one in the drafts. Guys, tell us about what these articles are about. Well, so we went through and looked at the free agent crop coming out, uh, what players are going to be available this summer. And we assumed if Paul George comes back, the Thunder have veteran minimum contracts to hand out and one taxpayer mid-level exception, which is worth about $5.5 million. Who could they go out? We looked at five players from each category on who they could go out and realistically target to try to get some help into here. I personally, my article, I wrote about the wings. Nick wrote about, and it will be published here soon, about the bigs. And then Taylor, who is not with us today. That sounds like he died. He's not dead. He's just not podcasting today. Um, Taylor wrote about the point guards. And I think we had some, some pretty interesting names in there as far as, like, this free agent class it kind of sucks for them because there's just no money out there. Like there's a lot of people that are going to be free agents and there's not a lot of cap space. There's not a lot of money. I think only like eight teams or something like that are going to be able to have the, (laughs) um, the big mid-level, the, the $9 million exception. So there's just not a lot of money in free agency. So a lot of these good players are going to end up having to sign smaller dollar amount deals for one year and hope they can get back into the market in 2019 whenever there's going to be lots and lots of money in the market because all those 2016 contracts come off the books. So some of the the names we included in there, for, as far as the wings, you know, talked about a guy like Avery Bradley or Mario Hazonia. For point guards, you know, we brought up bringing back Raymond Felton, but then guys like Yogi Ferrell or Seth Curry. Um, as far as the bigs are concerned, Nick, what are who are some of the bigs that you included in yours? Uh, talked a little bit about guys like Nerlens Noel, who, you know, have like, never played, like have never, 
He is a hot dog fan. He's done some strange things this year. Uh, But I I think he's a guy that, and I talked about this in the article, he's never played for contender and he's never had that drive to really work hard and and play play with a purpose. And I think playing for a team like Oklahoma City or another contender could really turn around his, his, you know, mentality, you know, going towards – going towards a ring and uh, talked about some more guys that may be a stretch, you know, maybe like a, a Brooke Lopez and, and a couple other guys. So yeah, there's, there's definitely guys out there. And I think this could be a, a summer where even at the start of the season, game one um, of the season, there still may be some very interesting guys that are free agents that haven't been signed. You know, that yeah, are, I agree that are guys that could be, I mean, there could be some very interesting players that are not signed until, you know, November. I think I think two to three weeks from now, coming up to late July, the market's going to be dried up, and there's still going to be players out there looking for a deal, and like good I, players too. Yeah, and I think that you know at that point it just comes down to like where do they want to play at, like where do they mm-hmm. want to take a chance at uh, to maybe rise their value a bit. But yeah, I think there's going to be some players on the market uh, like a month from now that are that are still out there and still available, and the money's all dried up. Yeah, like why would you why would you want to go play in China when you could sign a small deal for a year um, and really you know wait till next summer and, and do some good things with the team this year uh, for for a smaller amount of money? I, I think there's gonna be a lot of guys that probably deserve you know eight nine ten million dollars but are signing for a lot less. I agree. Kind of kind of like Gerald Green, he was just sitting around on his couch in Houston, and you know he's gonna get a pretty decent paycheck this coming year. Yep. After he flashed in Houston. So, anyways, y'all like to party? I love to party. Nick, do you like to party? Yeah, I like to party. All right, well, there is a party going on in Arcadia tonight at Russ's house. And OKC's scissor hands. He is a well-known Sooner fan. That dude is on the screen every damn time the Sooners play on the screen. And he's a well-known barber. He's one of the best. That's where all the Sooners, OKC guys, everywhere else gets their their fade and gets their cut-ups. And he has reported, and several others now have reported that there has been an invite-only party going down at Russ's house tonight as free agency started. And Royce Young even says that there's an artist, Nas. He's going to be re- he's going to be entertaining everybody at this party, and it's invitation only with the quote the and says in capital letters F O M O will be real. So I figured we could take a couple stabs on what FOMO means and then move on. Uh, so my guess, while you guys are thinking, my guess will be uh, fuck off. Uh, it's fear mon- fear of missing out fear yeah that's or what f- off is. money only that's that is go. that's actually what it is is f- off money only um <laughs> no yeah royce has reported now that paul george landed in oklahoma city earlier this afternoon russell westbrook is back in town they are having this big party at midnight tonight right when free agency opens nos is performing uh, 500 guests were invited. They all had to sign non-disclosure agreements. Uh, I've heard that Thunder staffers that are invited are having their phones taken at the door. So it's going to be a very closed-off private party. Um, just interesting timing to throw a party, you know? You could have thrown a party whenever the hell you wanted. But they're throwing a party the night of free agency. Once free agency kicks off, 
when Paul George is in Oklahoma City, where Sam Presti is, who probably has a contract written up and ready to go. It's just interesting this, timing. This has been rumored on Reddit and other places for the past few days, actually, right? Yep, yep. And that's come to fruition. So it's just really interesting, but I remain cynical. How cool would it be to uh, like watch a, a performance of Nos and hang out with Russ all night? Hey, I mean, I, I just like to hang out with Nos all night. Jeez, man, that guy's good. You already know. You already know. There's gonna be an Instagram post from Carmelo Anthony with a big bottle of champagne and a cigar with some witty caption saying something about him being back in Oklahoma City. I can Duck I can already my see sick. it. Yes, Duck I can. My sick. What if he makes an Instagram post from New York because he wasn't invited? <laughs> no, they said they're both coming. But what I think is interesting because I think I read this. They're taking phones at the door. Yeah, I just said that, dude. Well, then how would it put Carmelo uh, Instagram? <laughs> um, here's the real There'll question. Be a way. Here's the real question. Is Kyle Singler invited? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. I feel like Kyle Singler parties. Kyle Singler is the plug for OKC. Kyle <laughs> Singler is going to like be in the back corner smoking a blunt, talking about like, like – I don't know Exist- some sh- existential crisis or some yeah shit. or like the um, the the methods of successful socialism in world or, history or, or some sh- mountain hiking with there's some crap I don't know he's just gonna be talking about some weird stuff man the alt right camp he went to last summer but anyways oh god dang what's going on around the association. So we just had the NBA awards show. Um, I still think that's stupid the way they do it, you know, after the season. Um, Overall, though, did you guys have any surprises as far as who won the awards or were you guys, you know, just expecting everything that kind of happened? I didn't have any surprises, but I was still really pissed off that Donovan Mitchell was snubbed for rookie of the year. Same. Besides that, no surprises, but I, yeah. I, I was upset. I thought that Donovan Mitchell deserved it. I mean, James Harden's MVP speech was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. He's kind of a d- dude. He is, no, he's not kind of a d- He is a d- I, They had to like pull him out of the strip club to get him to probably even go to that award show. Because yeah, I agree. He, he was probably at the strip club. Yeah, I, I would be too if I was him, though. Um, <laughs> so Although we I, I, I do had... gotta say, sorry, real quick, I do gotta say, ESPN posted one of those like time lapse videos where they take photos like from every year, and you see the change in the person. And they, it said the evolution of the beard, and it showed like the different James Harden beard as like time has gone on. But all I noticed was like you can very clearly tell when he finally went and got oral surgery to fix his like squirrel looking teeth. Yes, you can. And, uh, it's very dramatic. I was, I, I just thought that was funny because that was like the thing I focused on in that video. So like, anyway, same, sorry, go same. ahead. <laughs> I saw the same thing. Uh, so we had our first, I guess, quote-unquote, big trade of the offseason. Uh, Doc Rivers lost his son to the Wizards. <laughs> to a tragic car accident. <laughs> I, think, I think that just goes, oh, man. That goes to Too show soon. how much, how much uh, 
how much authority he's lost in the last couple of years after after making all the calls. Now he's he's got no authority on what happens other than coaching the team. Um, so the, Wiz- the Wizards now have no center. Uh, what do you guys think they're going to do at center, and what do you think about that trade overall? I thought it was a uh, a good trade for Washington in the sense that they got rid of what had become a locker room problem with Marcin Gortat and brought in a guy that I actually think can play pretty decent, Austin Rivers. You can play him off the bench as the one or the two. Um, he can shoot really well. But I, what you said after that I think is the big question. What do the Wizards do at center now? They don't really have much cap space. They can't go out and sign a big-named guy. I've heard them link to Nerland's Noel. Uh, my favorite hypothetical is like, could they pull off with New Orleans a, a sign and trade where they get Boogie and send out Otto Porter or something like that? Um, but yeah, I'm interested in what they're going to do at center. But they're, they've got some wings on that team. I mean, they got John Wall, Brad Beal, Kelly Oubre, Austin Rivers, um, one of the, um, the Morris brothers. I forget which one they have, but. You know, so they've got some decent wings out there. Um, they just need a big man now. So, I I think they may be looking at going small ball, putting Morris at center. And, oh my and gosh, starting, that's like super starting, small ball. Starting more of those, like you said, all those wings they have, they could move, like say Kelly Oubre off the bench and go super small ball on us. That could be interesting. Put Porter at the four, like Oubre at the three, and then Beal mm-hmm. and Wall. Yeah. Yeah. You know... Alex Lynn is out there, and like you guys said, there's going to be a ton of big men. I think there's going to be a lot of big men, serviceable big men, that you can plug and play. But I think Austin Rivers going to the Wiz, I mean, I've been saying this for a while, the Wiz have too much talent to be finishing like 6th and 7th in the East. I don't, I don't get it. They have a lot of talent on that roster, but they've been wanting to get rid of Marching Gortat for a while. So Austin Rivers, who can fill up the cup, he can. He's he's a good scorer and he's not a bum on defense. That's another good look for him, just in case. Let's say like he's there for depth. Let's say Brad Bill goes down, you could you plug him in, and it's not like they won't miss a beat, but he'll be definitely serviceable on that aspect. Yeah, for so sure. So I like that. I, I love that pick. I love that trade for the Wiz. And as far as the Clips go. I know that they, they're going to need a center because DeAndre Jordan's ass is going to be in Dallas. So that makes sense for them. But also, the Clippers, they have a lot of guys in the backcourt. And they may be looking to clear up cap and also make some room for the, some of their new guys that they just signed at 12 and 13. Yep. So it makes sense for both. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, the, the Clippers I, took Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I'm going to forget the other guy, but he's the kid from Boston College that can play the two. And so, yeah, they want to free up time for those young guys. And in return, they want to clear cap space for 2019. I could have sworn at one point last season, Gortat was mentioning retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, I know he doesn't. I know he didn't like the Wizards for a while. (laughs) I knew he he hated the team he played on. He hated him so bad he was going to retire. I definitely think the Wizards uh, won that trade, but it definitely was. Very interesting for both ends. Uh, so now, as we're recording, it is 7 o'clock Central. We are exactly four hours from the start of free agency. Um, at this point, uh, Mellow's four or five cocktails deep, pre-gaming the party. Um, so let's just, let's just start touching on uh, free agency in general. Um, LeBron's going to be announcing his decision via Undisputed. 
uh, followed by a trailer for Space Jam 2. That's exciting. Um, that's, I think that's going to be a very interesting movie. It's going to uh, be better Jam. than that piece of shit Thunderstruck. That's so true. <laughs> dude, I, just, I went and saw that movie in theaters, dude. It was garbage. What's wrong with you? Oh, did you see that movie? <laughs> Yeah, I, I still to this day have never seen that movie. It, just, it just looked it looked terrible. Um, so so as a whole, um, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier. When when do you when do you guys think LeBron will be making his decision? If, if you had to pick, kind of like our giveaway we're doing on Twitter, if you had to pick a day and time that LeBron uh, makes his decision, uh, when do you think it is? July third. I also think the third. I think the morning of the third. I think yeah. about the time when people are waking up on the West Coast. Uh, so like 9 p.m. West Coast time, which would be like, or sorry, 9 a.m., which would be like 11 a.m. our time here, I think is when he'll announce it. I think he'll, because... he won't announce it in the middle of the night. I think he'll wait until people on the West Coast have a chance to wake up before the news drops. I mean, regardless, I think it's going to be early because – Wendy says, uh, Brian Windhorst says, hey, it's going to be early. He kind of knows what he wants to do. He wants this process over ASAP. And also, that Vegas odds shooting up incredibly high in favor of Los Angeles just tells me something, man. Yep. And speaking of, I'm going to go off topic a little bit here for a second because you mentioned our giveaway, Nick, and we haven't really yeah. talked about it on the podcast. Uh, it's too late to enter now, so if you're listening, Sorry. And you haven't entered. But if you have entered, I input all the entries into an Excel spreadsheet today, organize them by date. Um, our, our giveaway is whoever guesses the date and the time that we get a Woj tweet that says Paul George has re-upped in Oklahoma City. If you're the closest day and time guess to Woj's tweet, you win a PG jersey. Man, we have so many guesses from the second to the fourth, like, there's like a guess for every like 15 minutes over the span of those three days. And then we have someone who guessed someone guessed June 31st. There is no June 31st. June only goes to the 30th. And then <laughs> someone else guessed July 23rd. So let's really hope it doesn't drag out that long. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited about that giveaway. For those of you who entered, thank you so much. We're, we're really excited and we think it's going to be uh, a really cool Really cool contest, and we're excited to kind of follow along and see who wins it. So, all right, sorry. Yeah, Nick, and go I ahead. also I also have uh, a giveaway that I haven't even mentioned to you guys yet. Um, <laughs> that what that I I think we should do later on um, in free agency. Uh, so when you're listening to this, uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, it's I, I think it'll be a, a cool giveaway. Um, so there definitely be more giveaways and more opportunities to win some stuff throughout free agency as well. Beyond this, definitely. Speaking of giveaways. I have a game, and you two are going to compete in this game. We won't know the winner for a while, um, but before we even get I'll, started, I'll, I'll win. before we even get started, I want you guys to decide what does the winner of this game get. Nah. Do you guys want to gamble like food or money or drinks or tickets I, I to a game for, or what? I could go for a. JJ Gargantuan, if we want to go low, I could take a little Jimmy John sandwich. Or if if you want to go higher, uh, we could we could do something, you know, larger money amount or something. It's it's up to you. I don't care. Taylor and I will pitch in um, to to get the winner their prize, but we got to decide what the prize is before I even tell you about the game. 
What do you uh, want, Kamiar? Uh, I don't know. Uh, money. Money? Yeah, yeah, give me money. Oh, sh. Let's, um, let's do the winner. The rest of us have to buy them two lower bowl thunder tickets for next season. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. How does that I, sound? Okay. That's okay. fine. That's awesome. fine. This game is called Where He Going? <laughs> and it's pretty simple. I have a list of 15 free agents. I'm just going to ask you guys, where's he going to sign? And then you give me your team. Um, for those of you listening to the podcast, these guys have not seen this list yet. This is their first time hearing this list. Some of these free agents, big name guys. Some of them, uh, random dudes that I'm just interested in. So I'm going to give you guys a player. You're each going to tell me. You're interested in dudes? Hey, what's wrong with that, bro? <laughs> no, I'm not interested this is in dudes. A, I have a, a progressive podcast. Who's a, uh, who's a female. Anyways, I'm going to give you a name. You tell me where they're <laughs> signing. I'm going to type it into this Excel sheet, and then I'm going to keep track of where these players go. And at the end of the day or end of the month or whatever, we're going to tally up the totals, and we're going to see who wins. All right? First player on the list, LeBron James. I'm going to in- insert the little LeBron James sounder right there, <laughs> so just be ready for that. Okay, LeBron Los James. Angeles. Los Angeles. Kamiar says Los Angeles Lakers. Nick. Same. Los Angeles Lakers. Next one. My good old buddy Paul George. Los Angeles. Kamiar says Los Angeles Lakers. Nick. That's an easy point for me. OKC. OKC. Next one. I'm excited about this one. Demarcus Cousins. New Orleans. Kamiar says Nola for Nick. Or for, for Cousins. Nick, what do you say? I say Nola as well. Well, you guys aren't. No one's going to win this damn game if you guys don't switch up your answers. Nick, I'm we coming did. to you first on this one. DeAndre Jordan. Dallas. Dallas. Kamiar. Dallas. Dallas. Maybe now we'll start to get into some, some different ones. Next one, Nick, I'm coming to you again. Yeah. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. That's he is a restricted, tough one. so Milwaukee can match any offer sheet he gets in free agency. I say New Orleans. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go with Sacramento because they talked about wanting him real bad. All right. Kamiar, you're first up for this one. This one's a good one. Where is Isaiah Thomas playing next season? Man, it's a good question because we talked about this in the Slack the other day about how much money he gets. I think, Nick, you brought it up. That's a really good question because he wanted the max, but is he really worth the max? A guy that. He's kind of getting older, and by the way, he's like Dude, five is, foot six and can't play defense. Is he even going to get the mid level nine nine? Yeah, 1? I think I think he will. I think he will. But as far as who he plays for, oh man, that's that's tough. Um, let's go with, and I'm just shooting out of nowhere. Let's go with New York Knicks. Nice, I like that one. Nick, where's Isaiah Thomas playing? Uh, mine contradicts because they already have like 19 point guards, but I'm going to say Chicago. That's a good one too. All right. Next one, Nick, you're starting us off with this one. Trevor Ariza. Where's he going to play next season? Ooh, It's, ugh. I don't know if he'll go for money or if he'll go for rings and go to golden state. Um, shoot. I'm just going to spitball and say golden state. God, how awful is that going to be? Call me our Trevor Ariza. Trev- where's he playing? Trevor Ariza will be on a winning team. 
He will not be in Golden State. Trevor Ariza, I'm telling you, I'll tell you where he's going to go. You ready for me to tell you where he's going to go? I'm ready. Trevor Reese is going to play for the San Antonio Spurs after Rudy Gay goes somewhere else. That's actually a really good fit. I'm surprised neither of you said he's just going back to Houston. Nah, I ain't going back to Houston. Call me out. Where's J.J. Redick playing at? J.J. Redick's going back to Philly. Going back to Philly. Nick, what do you think about Redick? J.J. Ooh, I'm going to go Spurs here. That would also be another good fit. <laughs> I, love, I would love J.J. and Spurs. That would be a real good fit. Um, no, we just did call me our started. So Nick, restricted free agent Marcus Smart. Jeez, he could go a lot of places. Remember, he's he's going to be. He's Boston can he's match a, any deal he gets too. Right? Yeah, he's a guy that could get a lot of money elsewhere. I think he stays in Boston. Okay, call me our. Yeah, Smart. I think because and I and I made this bet earlier. I think that Terry Rozier is going to be traded and I think they're going to keep Marcus Smart. All right. So both of you guys got Boston. Next one starting with um Kamiar on this one. Contavious Caldwell Pope. He just cashed in that huge 20 million dollar deal with that one year deal with Lakers last season. It's coming up on the free agency again. There's no money on the market again. Where's KCP end up at? KCP um Suggesting that he's out of his ankle bracelet, out of his house arrest, uh, that he's—I think he'll end up in the, back in the Eastern Conference. I think I think he's going to end up back there instead of being West. And I think he probably, you know, quite honestly, he'll he'll probably end up, let's say, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. All right. I'm gonna go. That's a really tough one. Um. Yeah. He he's gonna have an interesting market as well. I, I'm going to go with Memphis. Memphis. Hey, that's a good one. Um, just random thought on this. If Indiana doesn't bring back Lance Stevenson, I can see him going to Indiana. Yeah. Rudy Gay. Uh, Nick, you're first up on this one. Where does Rudy Gay play next season? He just think... opted out of money that I don't think he's going to make back in one year, so he's probably looking at no. longevity at this point. I think that... If Jeremy Grant doesn't come back, that's a guy that we would try to sign. So I'm going to say OKC. Interesting. All right. Uh, call me on Rudy Gay. Man, I really like Rudy Gay. Uh, let's say signs in Dallas. Dallas. That's a good one. Call me our back-to-back. Greg Monroe. Where's he going to play at? Greg Monroe is going to be the starting center for the the it's a good question. Starting center for hey, why not why not the Clippers? All right, don't know Los Angeles Clippers. Nick, where's Greg Monroe playing at? Washington. That's a good one. I was thinking that's that as well. Fit. Nick, back to you again. This one's a fun one. Derek Rose. Oh my God. I think that he's not going to – he could definitely be a guy that's unsigned at the end of free agency like we talked about earlier. They could be a guy that didn't get signed till partially through the season, but I'm just going to go with the easy answer and say that he stays in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's Minnesota-bound. Keeping the Bulls 2.0 together. Kamiar, where does Nerlens go? Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. What place has good hot dogs? Chicago. You want me to put Chicago down as your answer? Yeah. Okay. Chicago for Nerlens. Nick. 
Golden State. Golden State. Oh, man. That'd be so sad. But they already have like five centers. Yeah. Let's put it actually put him down for New Orleans to me so that you wouldn't you could just say Nerlens Nerlens. <laughs> Nerlens and Nerlens. All right. Yeah. Last one, Nick, your first Mario Hazonia. <laughs> he will be playing for Jeez, the Bucks. Milwaukee. I say right. Sacramento because they always make bad choices on free agency. <laughs> Okay, we got them all lined hey, up. Hey, that was that was the last one. That was the last one. Can I do a fun one that's off the record and just I want to get you guys' opinions? Okay, what is yes. it? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. I know he's interested in going to going to Golden State. I know Golden State isn't interested in bringing him on. <laughs> so uh, I think that's funny. Um, he, he probably is going to get his buyout from Brooklyn. God, I don't. I really don't know, man. Like. Who needs a voracious rebounder and rim runner? I think I think Miami could pick him up if they lose Whiteside. That's true. Um, he's not going to go back to Orlando. Oh, he's not going to go back to question, Atlanta. Man. Yeah, I don't and, know. And, and what teams don't care oh, about character flaws? Here you go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He's going to go to Portland whenever Nurk leaves this summer. You think Nurk is leaving? I think Nurk. I think Nurk's gonna leave, and I'm gonna. I say thought they that said they... he opted out so they could draw him up a supermax. They're gonna pay Nurkic a supermax. I thought they said he opted out so they could pay him a lot more money. I, I know they no offered way. him a ton of money back in the season on an extension, and he said no, and so they let him go to free agency. But I'm gonna say Nurk leaves, and Dwight Howard goes to Portland. Well, because yeah. I'm a, because I'm a bitch, I'm just gonna piggyback off of that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, awesome. Well, I think that concludes the podcast. We're at about 50 minutes here. So a few things before we get out of here. Let me get this thing pulled up. There we go. A few things before we get out of here. God dang it. That's what she said. Tonight, which is June 30th, 11 p.m., free agency officially starts off. We are going to go live on YouTube for about half an hour, follow the beginnings of free agency, take some questions, talk with you guys, hang out for a bit. And we have this plan where tomorrow night, July 1st on Sunday, we'll go live on YouTube again for about 30 minutes or so in the evening. And we're going to do that probably for the first three or four days of free agency, just cover where players have gone, what's happened. Um, any news, any rumors, etc. We thought it would be a fun way to keep up with you guys. And then we will also release all of those YouTube live chats as podcasts the next morning. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can know exactly when we go live. We'll also tweet out the link. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. If you're not already following the podcast, make sure you just go click that you uh, that you subscribe to us. We're on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. You can also find the link to all of our videos, our articles, our podcasts, everything at theuncontestedsports.com. Those free agency articles that we mentioned earlier, they are up there, so make sure you go check those out. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please make sure to go drop us a review, uh, like a five-star review You can uh, or a rating. You can write a review as well. That stuff means the world to us. It helps us out as far as like getting the word of the podcast out. It helps us out on trying to secure sponsors for the future. So if you could leave us a review, it takes like 
five seconds. You just click on our name on your iTunes app, and then you click five stars, and you click rate it, and you're done. It means the world to us. Uh, Also, make sure you follow all of our contributors on Twitter. Kamiar is at BoomtownRW. Nick is at Nick underscore two cranes. Did I get that right, Nick? It's just at two cranes. At two cranes, not Nick underscore two cranes. It's just at two cranes. Taylor is at T Taylor underscore P15. Myself, I am at Thundermob405. Make sure you guys follow us throughout free agency. We're going to be offering tons of insight, um, retweeting all of your, your favorite national guys as far as woes, shams. Uh, Mark Stein will be going through the whole Paul George saga. We'll see how long it takes. And best of luck to everyone who entered our contest. We're really excited to send somebody a jersey. That's going to be pretty awesome. So you guys enjoy free agency. Come hang out with us on the YouTube live over the next few days. And um, hopefully one of you guys make it into the, the party tonight. And you can let us know how it goes. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.